0: Welcome to HealthCast, the heartbeat of health IT. I'm Alexander Bolova, production lead at GovCIO Media and Research. With me today is staff writer researcher, Nikki Henderson. Hi, Nikki.
1: Hello there, Alex.
0: Usually we have just one or maybe two guests on our podcast, but this week we have three, all from SAMHSA, which is the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Can you introduce our listeners to our three speakers?
1: Sure, I can. Yes, you're right. I spoke with three experts at the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, or SAMHSA. I spoke with Trina Dutta, Dr. Robert Baillieu, and Kathy Piscopo. It's actually been 15 years, Alex, since the agency updated its data strategy. So they were all very excited to share details about the revised data plan and how it's going to improve data collection and data analysis that will help, in the end, lead to a result in improved health outcomes for people who suffer from mental health conditions and battle substance abuse. They also talked about how the strategy was developed following an expansive set of listening sessions. That they had with their stakeholders because they wanted to make sure the plan was more centered around the behavioral health continuum.
0: Gotcha. To give our listeners a little peek behind the podcast curtain, we recorded just immediately prior to this, another episode of GovCast about another agency's data strategy. So it really seems like this is a moment for federal agencies to be Reevaluating and redefining their data strategy and its goals. Which, speaking of, what are some of the key goals of SAMHSA's new data strategy?
1: Some of the main objectives of the revised plan that the experts talked with me about were enhancing data quality expanding dissemination of sensor data in particular, and reducing just the overall burden on administrators. So this strategy will help to streamline performance and procure integrated data platforms as well. The plan will also focus more on informed decision making and responding proactively to emerging behavioral health needs.
0: So I see another goal of SAMHSA's data strategy is to create external and internal dashboards. How will they be utilized to enhance the accessibility and dissemination of the agency's data?
1: Well, Trina in particular told me that establishing external and internal dashboards will be vital when it comes to enhancing access to and the dissemination of the agency's data. The dashboards will make the data more usable, They will help capture those key metrics, which will improve the transparency behind the data. And the dashboards will also help people to better understand behavioral health topics and provide more resources to the SAMHSA staff to better coordinate activities, overall activities.
0: It sounds like these external and internal dashboards are really going to be key for SAMHSA going forward. So last but not least, a big focal point of the new strategy is increasing SAMHSA's workforce capacity. I feel like data was the big topic from last year, especially in relation to AI, and I think 2024 is going to be all about the workforce. So what steps are SAMHSA taking to accelerate staff efficiency and productivity?
1: Well, I agree with you, Alex. This particular strategy is helping SAMHSA take big steps when it comes to accelerating its workforce. They're really working towards promoting data literacy across the entire agency. They're looking to implement special training and data analysis and visualization for all of its staff members. SAMHSA also plans to hire experts in data science, survey methods, and data architecture to better equip themselves to function in an increasingly complex environment.
0: Well, with all of that in mind, let's take a listen to your conversation.
1: We have a great team from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration here with us today. Joining me are Trina Detta, the Chief of Staff at SAMHSA, Dr. Robert Bailey, a Physician and Senior Advisor at SAMHSA's Center for Substance Abuse Treatment, and Catherine Piscopo, a service statistician at SAMHSA's Center for Behavioral Health Statistics and Quality. They're here to discuss the agency's new data strategy for 2023 to 2026. They will talk about how the plan will help to better integrate data platforms, boost data collection, and enhance decision-making to ultimately improve health outcomes for people impacted by mental health conditions and substance abuse. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon.
2: Hello, Nikki.
1: Hi, Nikki. Welcome to HealthCast, and thanks so much for joining us. Well, before we get started, Trina, could you please give a brief description of the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration? Just tell us a little bit about what the agency does
3: and what is its overall mission. Sure. Happy to, Nikki. And thanks again for for inviting us today to participate. So SAMHSA, um, we are, as you you noted, we're the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, and really our focus and our vision here at SAMHSA is, is that all people across the United States who are affected by or at risk for mental health and substance use conditions, that those individuals receive care, that they achieve well-being, and and that they thrive. And really, our mission here is to lead um, public health and service delivery efforts that um, are really across the continuum, so that promote mental health, that's one component, um, prevent substance misuse, and then provide treatments and really um, provide supports to foster recovery, all with a focus on ensuring equitable access and, and better outcomes. And this past year, um, we actually, uh, under the leadership of our Assistant Secretary, Dr. Delphin, uh, Miriam delphin Ritman, we published um, the next iteration of our um, strategic plan, which runs from 2023 to 2026. And I'll just briefly note that the kind of core elements there. So that there's five kind of core priorities in our um, strategic plan. There's a focus on preventing substance use and overdose, enhancing access to suicide prevention and mental health services, promoting resilience and emotional health for children, youth, and families, integrating behavioral and physical health care, and then strengthening the behavioral health workforce. And those five priorities are undergirded by four um, cre- cross SAMHSA principles around equity, trauma-informed approaches and recovery. And then the fourth piece is really our commitment to data and evidence. And it's that commitment to data and evidence that is really um, borne out through through the data strategy that we're talking about today. And just for folks in awareness, um, this past year, um, our budget was around $7.4 billion, which was almost a billion dollars more than the year before. So that gives you a little bit of a sense of, of the size of our organization.
1: Wow, that is awesome, Trina. Thank you so much for breaking that down for us. I really do appreciate it. Well, SAMHSA recently released its 2023 through 2026 data strategy. And this first update, well, this is the first update in the past 15 years, as I understand. So that is that is wonderful news. So, Rob, can you please start off by telling us how this new plan will help to modernize data collection, analysis, and dissemination at SAMHSA, and can you also outline some of the key objectives the agency is hoping to achieve?
2: Nikki, thank you so much for including us today, and we are just so excited about the release of this data strategy as it really represents an important step towards modernizing and improving our center's data collection, analysis, and also dissemination of information. And as Trina discussed before, it's really closely linked to our strategic plan, which highlights the importance of data and evidence. It should be mentioned, of course, that this strategy was developed in close consultation with internal and external stakeholders across more than 20 listening sessions. And these stakeholders came from a variety of interest groups, including grantees, federal partners, and organizations representing marginalized groups, substance use and mental health professionals, and those with lived experience. And so in this way, the data strategy really brings in those those different viewpoints and, um, and seeks to help address some of the concerns they raised. So this allowed us to produce our key objectives, and such objectives include enhancing data quality, reducing burden, integrating data sources, and expanding dissemination of sensors data. This includes strategies like streamlining performance uh, data collection tools, and procuring integrated data platforms, which will help achieve all of these goals. The focus, of course, is on much more informed decision-making and responding proactively to emerging behavioral health needs. To help with this, internally, SAMHSA will be standing up a new data governance board uh, that will be responsible for implementing the data strategy. And by formalizing this process, we hope to improve communication and collaboration um, during this implementation phase and beyond. Of course, none of this is aspirational. We, We really crafted the data strategy to be achievable. And while it's certainly ambitious, it reflects the complexity of the current environment and the need to make data-driven decisions.
1: Rob, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate you touching on the the highlights, the the key objectives and And like you said, it's a very exciting time. And I'm really looking forward to what next year will bring um, when I revisit you all, hopefully just to get an update on where you are with your goals. So I really appreciate you breaking that down for us. Well, in addition to these four goals, SAMHSA is also trying to accomplish some other key objectives. Trina, can you also talk about Some of the core principles the agency is focusing on in an effort to pursue better outcomes for people who are suffering from mental health conditions, as well as those who are battling
3: substance abuse yeah, sure, Nikki, that I would be happy to and appreciate that question. Um so I do want to just um offer like a, a frame on the question that that you just posed because really our our goal for um when we were pulling this data strategy together, and again, as Rob said, that was really informed by, you know, this really expansive set of listening sessions we did with stakeholders, we wanted to make sure that this data strategy was really broadly focused on the behavioral health continuum. And so as I mentioned, you know, in our in our mission, we were focused on, promoting mental health um promoting mental health I should say preventing substance misuse and then providing both mental health and substance use treatment for people who who have a diagnosis and then ultimately supporting you know fostering recovery for 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 all individuals so I just wanted to 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 mention that because we're while having a focus on people who have mental health conditions and, and who have substance use issues is important, we are really trying to take, we, we're looking at this to be across the continuum, not just for those individuals who might have a, you know, a diagnosed disorder. Um, so just wanted to, to, to share that as a as framing component. But in regards to, you know, we have, as Rob said, we have these four key goals, but those were really um, sort of layered upon these core principles that um are sort of a basis of the whole data strategy and again those really um came through from the the work that we um the information we were able to collect through the the different um listening sessions so there's there's a, about six core areas the first um that we heard quite a bit from those listening sessions was the importance of of really focusing across the lifespan and making sure that anything that we did around data and using data to inform the work that we were doing included an explicit focus on youth um, and I should say children, youth, and families in particular, and then older adults, um, because there was a, a, a perception and a belief that a lot of our work was really centering on just you know adults, 18 to 64, and, and not as much of a focus on, on um, people who are under 18 or, or over 64. So that focus across the lifespan is one piece. Um, a second piece, and this goes back to some of those um, cross SAMHSA um, principles that I mentioned, but really wanting to make sure that we were um, that the measures that, that SAMHSA was using across all of the different data that we collect are recovery-oriented, that they are trauma-informed, and that those are um, measures are culturally and linguistically appropriate. Um, so the third um, uh, core principle was that we really wanted to prioritize um, validated evidence-based measures, as opposed to Maybe uh, creating measures on our own, but really trying to lean more heavily on on measures that had been validated through through the work of others, um, incorporating those into the data collection that we do. A big focus of these listening sessions that we heard um, was uh, was this real need for SAMHSA to think about the the burden that is experienced by our grantees and looking to what we could do to minimize that that data burden, if you will, of the grantees that we fund. Um, another piece uh, that we've really Uh, wound all through the data strategy is a big focus on collaborating across SAMHSA's offices. So you'll see that me, Rob and Kathy are all from different components of SAMHSA. Um, I really wanted to make sure that all different elements of a kind of the SAMHSA ecosystem are involved and have a role in implementation of this data strategy, and really trying to support that cross SAMHSA collaboration. And then the 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 last piece is really making sure that we're everything we're doing is aligning with um, federal data laws and standards. And um, in particular, really wanting to make sure that some of the um, evaluation work that has happened across the federal government is emanating from OMB is incorporated into our work, including things like the foundations for um, evidence-based policymaking. Um, so th- those are that's a little bit about the, the, the kind of core pieces that came into play that really um, helped us develop the four key goals, again, around thinking about really high quality data collection, the data, what we're doing with that data and robust analytics and surveillance, improving you know, the dissemination we do around the data that we collect, and then the focus on an expanded workforce.
1: Perfect, Trina. Thank you so much for that. Well, SAMHSA has been working towards modernizing its data storage and its data systems. So, Kathy, how is this new strategic Plan helping the agency better implement integrated data platforms and expedite more informed decision making and advance the effectiveness of its programs?
4: Well, Nikki, that's a great question. So, to modernize our system, SAMHSA plans to implement integrated, interoperable platforms for collecting, storing, and analyzing the data from across the programs. So, this includes both upgrading and linking our systems if we can. So this means we'll assess our current systems to identify gaps and utilize new platforms to improve accessibility and support more sophisticated analytics. So this will hopefully lead to more informed timely decisions based upon reliable data. So for example, um, as you know, in a lot of agencies, uh, they have a lot of legacy systems and they don't talk to each other. So we are trying to explore different ways we could leverage data together by linking them, for example, financial data and performance data. Also SAMHSA intends to tap real-time secondary data sources to enhance monitoring and response. And this will hopefully decrease burden for our data providers. And then the third thing under this is that we're gonna expand some of our workforce on data architecture and um, health IT specialists.
1: Perfect. That sounds very interesting. And like you were saying that that informed decision making is very, very important. So thanks again for that. Well, Trina, can you talk about the importance of establishing external and internal dashboards when it comes to enhancing access to and the dissemination of
3: SAMHSA's data? Yeah, sure, Nikki. Um, thanks. I really appreciate that question. Um, because actually, a lot of this work around developing our data strategy really started by trying to think through what are dashboards and how can SAMHSA think more strategically about use of of dashboards. And you know, dashboards ultimately are really a way to make the data, as you said, more accessible and and more usable. And that, re- by allowing you know different users to to sort of visually see trends and to visually see patterns um in in and hopefully in real time, if if at all possible. um and these dashboards they, they can help you know it can help one capture key metrics. it can and can really improve sort of the understanding and transparency behind the data that that an agency is collecting. And so the thinking um for as we we're going through this development of the data strategy was that there's there's sort of public facing dashboards, and those, do certain things around enhancing access and dissemination of data, but there's also the need for internal dashboards. And so as we're thinking about, you know, developing these public facing dashboards, um, especially on some of our our much larger data sets, we think that will really help audiences better understand and be able to find and examine some of the key indicators around, you know, is, is the behavioral health of the country improving? Where are we seeing slowdowns? Where are we seeing, you know, things that we really need to be focused on? And then internally, these dashboards will also help our staff really be able to better coordinate activities and and better think through sort of how best to um, orient our risk resources. Right now, you know, with SAMHSA, so we release quite a bit of data. We actually have I I would I would offer that we're we're quite transparent around a lot of the those these large data sets that we collect. Um, but these dashboards add sort of a level of usability where someone might not be able to take you know data and do Complex statistical analysis or whatever it is, but but they are able to navigate, you know, a somewhat simple and easy to use um, dashboard to to be able to understand what what's happening around a given, you know, behavioral health topic. So we're really looking forward to to doing more in this space to make sure that um, folks really have a better sense and understanding of of SAMHSA's data and that we really are considered, you know, a real source of of data for the for for the country around what's happening um, for for the community for our communities and their and their behavioral health.
1: Great. Thank you, Trina. Well, Kathy, how does this revised plan align with the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policymaking Act, and how will it help incorporate data when it comes to policy analysis and decision-making?
4: Again, a great question. So, as Trina mentioned before, there are six core principles we used when developing a straight data strategy, and one of them is that SAMHSA must align its data strategies with the Foundations for Evidence-Based Policy Act. So the Evidence Act was at the forefront of our mind when developing the strategy. And it was also mentioned in the listening sessions that Rob alluded to before. So the Evidence Act discusses how to improve access to data and expand evaluation capacity. So this is discussed throughout the goals of the strategy. For example, we discussed expanding and strengthening SAMHSA's data workforce capacity in goal number four. When the data strategy is being implemented by the Data Governance Board, which Rob mentioned, um, it will also focus on how the agency can align with the Evidence Act. And again, um, Trina mentioned in SAMHSA's 2023 through 26 strategic plan, that one of the principles was commitment to data evidence. So the Evidence Act is really woven throughout the data strategy as well as SAMHSA's strategic plan.
1: Okay, perfect. Well, what ways will the new strategy advance the work of the Agency Center for Behavioral Health Statistics and Quality, and how will it improve data collection as well as reduce the burden on administrators?
4: So I'm actually in the Center for the Behavioral Health Statistical and Quality, and we, we call it CBISC for short. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really unique within SAMHSA in that it's an Office of Management and Budget, which is part of the White House, recognized federal statistical unit. So, um Agencies and units have to apply to OMB to be recognized this way, and that means that our primary role in CVISC is to release official statistics. So for SAMHSA, this means uh, official statistics on behavioral health and also to provide statistical and analytic expertise. Um, CVISC also adheres to OMB, Office of Management and Budget, mm-hmm. statistical policy directives, and the Committee on National Statistics Principles and Practices for a Federal Statistical Agency. So really what that means is we abide by best practices when it comes to collecting and disseminating data. So throughout the data strategy, and also hopefully by the implementation of the Data Governance Board, CBISC will be supported in improving the data quality of its products, as well as how we disseminate data. So within CBIS, there are offices, two of them collect a lot of data and one is the Office of Valuation. So that's what the data strategy is hoping to support. CBISC has always been looking for ways to improve its data collections and reduce burden. However, I'm really excited about the data strategy because it formalizes this process and it supports establishing across agency data governance board. So again, more coordination across the agency just helped improve CBISC. Great,
1: Uh, Kathy, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Well, Rob, I know a key area of the revised data strategy focuses on enhancing SAMHSA's workforce capacity. So over the next few years, in what ways will the agency improve data literacy and other skills among its personnel in order to boost efficiency and productivity?
2: Thank you, Nikki. This is a really important question because a data-literate workforce is a more engaged workforce and a workforce that is able to contribute really meaningfully to policy discussions within the agency. And so to better bolster our workforce capacity, we aim to promote data literacy across the entire agency. And so our strategies for this include implementing specialized training and data analysis, visualization, and also linkage for all staff members. We certainly heard during our internal listening sessions that there's quite a hunger for this amongst staff because GPOs, uh, contractors, financial officers, they all use different types of data. Um, They all look at it daily and they want to sort of better understand what that data means and how it can be better applied. To to help support this, we also intend to hire experts in data science, survey methods, and also data architecture as well, because we recognize that we live in an increasingly complex environment. And so we, um, we hope to expand skill sets, and we hope that this will not only directly improve analysis, but also help in better communicating insights from our data as well as informing programs and policies, so this really speaks to the understanding that data literate teams can better support the grantees as well.
1: Thank you, Robin. And let me ask you one more question: Are there any future health, IT, or data initiatives that you're excited to talk about?
2: <laughs> the, the whole <laughs> strategy is really exciting, and we've we've certainly heard that um, you know the the strategy speaks to, to really elevate the, the nature of the work we do at SAMHSA, it's such important work. And certainly through our internal and external listening sessions, we really came to understand that there are different types of data. There's qualitative financial data, there's, um, there's quantitative data, there's performance monitoring, evaluation data, and all of these types of data need to be better inculcated into a strategy moving forward. And certainly, when it comes to the qualitative data that we we sort of learn from our grantees, um, that is often told to GPOs, we specifically call out the need to bring that more into the policy sphere within SAMHSA. And so the data strategy speaks to establishing a particular policy driven work group, um, which would really bring that qualitative element into the data sphere. We certainly sort of also talk about, and as Trina and Kathy mentioned, um, how we can better share data. And this is really exciting as well, because we we need to, to facilitate people's work with our data so that we can better understand what it is we're doing really well and what it is we might want to consider doing moving forward. And so this is a really exciting opportunity to engage um, with academics, people with lived experience, with our grantees and and others to um, facilitate their use of our data and and to better understand how we can help one another. We also recognize the importance of of helping our grantees. And certainly we ask a lot of our grantees in terms of data collection. And so the data strategy specifically calls out assistance for them to, to better use the data they collect to engage in their own quality improvement activities. So this really rec- recognizes the value of of data. It recognizes how we can partner um, with community grantees to really enhance services and the delivery of services in order to improve the behavioral health of the nation. Can I just add one thing to
4: what Rafa yeah. said? Sure. sure. Oh, great. Okay. So the um, I also wanted to say that HHS data strategy, so where SAMHSA is under HHS as one of its operating divisions mm-hmm. and they just Friday released their own data strategy. Um, so we have a lot of symmetry with that. Uh, my, my boss, Lindsey Gonzalez and I sit on the HHS data governance board, which developed the data strategy. So the HHS data strategy has as its first priority out of five, that it's gonna cultivate data talent. So for example, HHS will be standing up some training Mm -hmm. opportunities. And Mm -hmm. they also released a report on how to recruit and retain data scientists, which is a new Office of Personal Management OPM job description. Mm -hmm. So we're excited that we're aligning with HHS too.
1: Thank you. This is all very exciting. And I really appreciate you adding adding that little bit in. Before I wrap up this discussion, I did want to give each of you an opportunity, if you would like, to share any final comments or
3: remarks with our listeners. Uh, well, this is Trina. I guess I'll just I'll just start off. I just want to say, um, again, thank you so much for, for giving us the opportunity to share about SAMHSA's work. And I think um, this has been a really exciting opportunity for, for us, I mean, individually, but also um for SANSA to to really re-engage on this whole piece around um, how does data really help inform not just the work of SANSA, but the work of um the Department of Health and Human Services and, and the field at large. And um, we see this as a, as a really invaluable opportunity to to push um, our work forward in the, in, the commit, in a commitment to SAMHSA's mission and vision. So really looking forward to the next couple of years and, and implementation of, of our data governance board that will really um, be looking to make this data strategy a reality.
1: Awesome, Trina, thank you. Uh, Rob, Kathy, you're welcome to, to share your remarks.
2: Thank you, Nikki. And I, I just wanted to add to, to Trina's um, wonderful comments by saying that we, we are really grateful for the collaboration of um, SAMHSA stakeholders um, and also our grantees and other organizations external to SAMHSA in developing this strategy. We really relied on, on those listening sessions to, to create this strategy. And in doing so, we're, we're incredibly grateful for the generosity of time and knowledge to all those who contributed through the listening sessions.
1: Okay, perfect. And
4: Kathy, do you have anything to add? Um, just a couple things. So um, first, I just loved working with Trina and Rob. So shout out to them. Um, they're great to work with on this. Um, and the second thing is I'm very, as, as Rob is, I'm very happy that we did listening sessions with so many different types of stakeholders. And, and I hope that we, SAMHSA, can engage more in that in the future. It's just so wonderful to hear um, people's ideas.
1: I want to just thank you again for sharing this exciting news about SAMHSA's new data strategy. And I actually look forward to uh, getting an update sometime next year. So I would love for you all to come back, if you don't mind, and give us an update and talk about the progress that you've made with the new strategy. So I really do appreciate uh, you guys joining me today.
0: Thank you so so much, much. Nikki. Thank you for asking us. Thank you, Nikki. That was a great conversation. I'm very impressed how you managed to balance a three-person conversation, uh, but you pulled it off effortlessly. Before we let our listeners go, do you have any last highlights or takeaways that you want to leave them with? Yes, I really
1: did enjoy my my discussion with Trina, Rob, and Kathy. They told me that SAMHSA will be standing up a new data governance board that will be responsible for implementing this data strategy. And I mean, this plan is going to really help them better identify gaps and utilize new platforms to improve data accessibility and support more sophisticated analytics. So the agency really really sees the strategy as a major opportunity to push forward and advance their mission. So SAMHSA has waited a long time for this. And so I'm really excited to see all the great things that will come out of this new strategy over the next few years.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we'll hear more from SAMHSA as well as we continue to cover their new data strategy. Well, Nikki, thank you so much. Listeners can tune in in two weeks to a brand new health cast. But until then, if you like what you heard, make sure you're subscribed. Leave a review and a five star rating on the podcast platform of your choice. And hey, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. We always enjoy growing our audience. And given that it is now the new year, um, maybe make it a resolution to tell one person about this show. Um It's a pretty easy resolution. I believe in you. Anyways, thank you all for listening. I'm Alexander Bolova,
1: And I'm Nikki Henderson.
0: Thank you for listening. HealthCast, along with GovCast and CyberCast is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at govcio.com.